once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. Thank God I'm not Steve Guy. I am your moderator of sorts today. Uh, Dylan Postel, returning, returning from the big show. You could, you, know? you could, uh, you could actually take uh, Worldwide's uh, moniker, the moderator of shorts, because you were actually short. I like that. I like that. The moderator he, of he shorts. Br- he brings something good to the table here and there. Uh, <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very rarely. But uh, yeah, it's it's JLit 2018 weekend, Saturday night, day two, Saturday Jesus. afternoon. Yes. Um, we're only. We're not even fifty percent done yet. No. That's that's the that's the hard part. Is is it's we still have two more full shows. How are you feeling? Awesome today. You weren't feeling awesome last night. I was not feeling good yesterday or last night. I'm feeling very good today. I am fully blaming it on you flying me in very early. Well, you know, you never you, you never know what those flight delays the day of, so <laughs> I I'm it's better to get here. But um it's unfortunate that for you to uh to get here that early though, I think. In the future, not from good. now on, it's not good. Well, it's, it wouldn't be bad, uh, but little little Guido was involved. When when I see a tweet from Thorn saying, "Is there any bars open at 9:30 a.m.?" I immediately know it was for Guido. He's an insane person. He's he's but he never stops, never. And I, I don't you know what he said about you last night? What he said? Look, he said, "Look at him." He said. This is an embarrassment to drinkers. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to handle himself. <laughs> I'm the embarrassment. That's what he said. He said you're an embarrassment to drinkers. To drink to all drinkers. All of drinkers not across the, the board. Not the ones. All that, of drinkers across the not board. Not the ones that drive drunk or or get into car accidents no, or. No, just your behavior. Just yesterday. my behavior was. Uh, that's that's the embarrassing part. Gary, we might have to get Gary on the podcast. Yeah, it's it's. There's a lot of people here, like students on this show. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of this 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 is their time to shine for the weekend. Has it always been a student show the third day? Uh, the second, like the afternoon. Second day, second day. Uh, no, we've tried we tried different things over the years. Uh, for the first couple of years, we did uh just a fan fest, which resulted in like any way that we can try to panhandle money from fans to pay for the tournament. <laughs> like what? Uh, go on a date with Veda Scott. Stop it. Auction where like fans would, we would, fans would auction to like sit at the table with her for the afternoon, or like Jimmy Jacobs, 
Jimmy Jacobs went for uh, went for some money one year. For what? Like a, da- like a date? Yeah, just sit at a table, you know, and get to then talk to him. Like it's like an au- like I don't know. It's a human auction. It was you a were, you were you were human trafficking. That was Biggins. Biggins idea. That was a Biggins. <laughs> it was a Biggins fundraiser. So when did when did you guys realize you had to go from the human trafficking well, to a show? It, you know, it's uh, I don't know. It was just became like it, it became more and more of like just like a mess and a mismatch of like. Why are we doing this? Like, not a lot of people are, are coming to experience this anyway. I can't imagine why. All the wrestlers were hungover, you know. Yeah. And like, uh, so then we tried a uh, we tried a girls a girls night out one year. So it was like a girls night out in the afternoon Saturday, and then full show stuff. Full girls night out show in the afternoon. So you had three full shows. Like, I mean, this yeah, we, yeah. I, we didn't start we didn't start it till we moved to Mount Carmel. That was the first year we started experimenting. What was your old building? Uh, it was it was called Turner's Hall. Okay, it was a ballroom. No, it was like a gym in the ghetto. Oh, <laughs> um, and so you came here, and that's when you did the the girls' night out one. Yeah, and like uh, that did all right, but the ex- the expenses for this weekend are already high, and just booking people that weren't already booked on a sep- totally separate card. Adding, 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 just adding to it. So, especially because they're only on the one show in the afternoon. But what we did do, which is where it, it was the catalyst for wh- what this afternoon show kind of became, is uh, at the end of the girls' night out, we had, I believe it was six. Like this was right when we started the uh, school. We closed the show with six debuting students. So not girls. No, it was just like a special attraction. Six students out of, out of the school debuting. I, I believe it was six. And uh, do you remember who it was? Any of them? Yeah, it was like Brian Carson was in it. Josh Singh, uh, Kaplan, Weird Body, I believe was in it. Um, I always forget Kaplan like went through the school. Yeah, he's in the first class. I like. It always blows my mind because I always, I always still get him and. Uh, Nick Sanka confused <laughs> always. <laughs> That's a weird confusion. Yeah, like yesterday when Nick Sanka showed up at the bar, Were you like, I was oh, like, Kaplan's back. I, I was like, Kaplan's here this weekend. No, no it's not him. They look nothing alike. At no, they all. don't. I know. <laughs> but uh, like uh, Ethan Page still laughs because for the longest time I would get hot sauce. Uh, who's the who's the the one that used that used to come out with the girl, the two girls, and it was like when Veda was in his group. Alex Daniels, him, Alex Daniels, him, uh, Hot Sauce, and one other guy. And I would always have to ask Ethan Page when I first started coming to these shows, which one's that? Which one's this? Which one's this? And he goes, "You've seen them three or four times." Yeah, that's a weird confusion too. Yes, yeah, always. But but since the, so like. A lot of people came out for that, you know, friends and family. and For the students. Yeah. Yep. So we we kind of, like, it, as we got more students throughout that year, we, we started thinking, like, oh, like, this could be, like, they can't all make it on these sh- the main shows, but we can do a show for them and make them a part of the weekend and, like, ease ease them into, you know, the... Get them in front of a crowd. Right. And, like, the, the AIW, like fans and stuff like that and like kind of like a developmental but like not a developmental sort of thing it's like dedicate this to them and let 
you know, let people know that, you know, in a couple of years, these are going to be the guys. And, uh, you know, that went well. And then we did it again last year. And uh, now we, we, we changed it up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's tag teams. And it's, it's, it's mostly students, but, you know, we mix in some people from, you know, the Jaylet tournament, too. It's, uh, it's almost like when, you know, New York. Uh, you know, the, the big show, brother. The big show. When they would do the dark matches for guys that were going to get on the road. Right. They don't do that anymore, which this is uh, it's very weird to me. I mean, this is they this, never do that. This is kind of like that, you know. There, you mix in some veteran guys and get them some experience and get them some exposure, and uh, you know, it also doesn't help because you know they uh, they will draw in a different crowd. Yeah. Uh, so you know <laughs> that helps. Yeah, quite it, a bit, especially with if you're going to add a third show, you got to make up for it. It's, yeah, this is a this is really code the jaylet fundraiser show i love when i heard that earlier <laughs> it made me so happy it's the jaylet fundraiser um how did you i'm sure you've told it how did you did you or biggins get kind of in first what do you mean like in with aiw oh me i started it i thought there was guys before no you guys mm. had other partners. i started it with other people other people and yes. then biggins came in yeah when did he come in mm, he was in the mix in the like pr- by the third show i think by when? The third show. Oh, really? Still? Or like that early? Yeah, I mean, I've told this story before. Like, well, he told it, but how he got in the mix was Biggins. Cl- right? Huh? He was, he was a fan that just pissed off. He would ruin, it. he would go and ruin every indie yeah. show. Like, he would like find out like what your real job was and like. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> like, know that. Go pump me some gas, swoggle. You know, like stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, he would, he would do that and, uh, then you know he, dude, he destroyed our first show, like just. Oh, and he did at your show. Oh yeah, the first show, okay. yeah. And uh, you know he he just was the loudest guy of all time. So like, would he come with a group or just him? Uh, him and maybe like it's kind of like how AIW is now. Like they wouldn't come together, but the same fans would like go. Like it was like him and Pedro and some other people. They would go to every show. Uh, but not together. Not together, but they, you know, they they knew each other from shows, and uh, he would just yell and uh, scream and just destroy the the first show. And you know, guys would get frustrated because he would know everything about you, and it would just throw guys off. And uh, I was like, hey man, we should probably like get this guy on our side, <laughs> and then he'll go ruin all the other shows, and ours will be safe. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, the, the rest is pretty much history after that. So, and that's how, how Pedro and... He was, got Pedro in. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Was um, Wadsworth always in? I've known Wadsworth, like, my whole life. Oh, really? Yeah. How, just growed up? Yeah, like he, like, he lived by, like, my grandmother. So, like, we would, like, that was, like, my wrestling friend. You know what I mean? So, I've known Wadsworth him. Wadsworth was. Yes, yeah, so I've known him since I was, like, six or seven years old. Okay. And did you, when did, like, Smart Mark Video come along? Okay, so that was that, that was a long negotiation because we used to we used to produce our own DVDs, which is just a it's fucking pain in the ass. It's a mess. It's a pain in the ass and time consuming. And uh, you know, we were like me and Biggins were like big Smart Mark Video marks, yeah. you know. And uh, we went to the King of the Death matches in two thousand and seven for IWA. Yeah, and I had I had like a I had like a a tryout DVD of me just doing all death matches. And uh, hold on, I I've never known this. Yeah. Now I need this. And I almost got I almost ended up getting booked for that. Who who would who would have these this DVD? Death matches. Yours. 
Just oh, you? AIW, well, like, yeah, AIW. I did death matches in AIW all the time. But who? I want just your tryout DVD. That's what I want. Well, no, I didn't do that. I like, I like put my AIW matches on a DVD, trying to get booked in the King of the Death match. Yeah, I want. I need to see your death matches. I can I've, give it. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, okay, I got them. I got a whole. Be, I got a whole best of. Brother. I need these. I got a discontinued best of. With, That's what I need. <laughs> uh, with clips of a of a sex tape is the in between scenes. Stop. <laughs> it's a Stop. different. It was a different time back then, brother. Okay. Well, back to. Uh, I took that one off the market. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, where it was funny we? at the time. It was like a C, It was like you know CKY sort of. That's very CK, yeah, and but it's sex tapes and death matches. Yeah, so it was like you know sex tapes. CKY was hot for a while. C, it was like a whole, It was like my personal sex tape. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought it was just like a random. No, it was me. Video. It was just me. Stop. <laughs> it was me. You had no idea of this either. <laughs> I think Drew Cordero of Beyond actually has the full tape somewhere. The full sex tape or the full DVD? The full sex tape. Why does Drew Cordero have it? I don't know, man. No, no. This isn't something you just say, I don't know to. <laughs> like, how does this happen? <laughs> like, come uh, on. No, no, no. Get, we're getting to the heart of the matter here. The heart of the matter? <laughs> the heart uh, of the matter. Well, like, uh, Biggins had some, like, some, like, uh, you know, VHSC tapes or whatever to get transferred over, and, like, Drew would know how to do it. And I think he just said, in the, in the bag was, like, you know, my... I, I, hold on. We have... Tim Dost has a question for this. Did the girl think that this tape was just for your personal use or was it going to go on a best of? I'd rather not comment. (laughs) I'm going to assume. I'm going to comment. He doesn't have to. I'm going to comment and say the girl had no idea of this. Well, I mean, it's a different time, man. (laughs) She knows it's out there. We still talk. We still talk. Does she know that it's part of a wrestling best of? Yeah. No. We still talk. We talk. If you said it's to my her, girlfriend from when I was like nineteen. Okay, but if you said to her, "Sweetheart, this was part of my deathmatch best of," she'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, she'd be like, "Yeah, whatever." She's not running for president. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> I think I'm more blown away by that, and then the Drew Cordero having it. It's all a mess to me. Yeah, but you asked me how we got in Sparkmark video, and I'm telling you, and we got off on a <laughs> I tangent. forgot how we got into that. <laughs> so we went to uh, we went to the King of the Death matches, 2008, 2008 or seven. It's the year uh, Devin Moore won, and he gave Danny Havoc a Michinoku driver off of a scaffolding. Okay. Me and Biggins just went to watch it live and experience the melee. So yeah, I gave Ian I gave Ian one of the DVDs, and then I believe I. Gave one to Smart Mark Gary, and Biggins had been emailing trying to get us on Smart Mark Video forever, and okay. uh, you know Cleveland just wasn't really on the map. You know what I mean? Like you guys weren't. Yeah, not really. You know, was Smart Mark pretty big at the time? Oh, gigantic. Okay, gigantic. Uh, and uh, I guess Mike Burns maybe saw the death matches and deathmatch wrestling it was what made them a ton of money. So they started carrying our DVDs off of that. But you guys weren't death matches. We really? were. There was a death match time, uh, just main events, not all death oh, matches. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't strictly death matches by any means. No, but it was at a time when wrestling was really dead in this area yep. and oversaturated. So what I did was, I figured I could do death matches because I don't have to pay myself 
So that's less on the budget. Yes. It'd be more appealing to fans than the other shows going on. And then we would only have to, you know, pay like a necro butcher. And then he would just, you know, I would just have to take the fucking ass beating for the sake of selling tickets and outdrawing the other companies. And on the back end also then with Smart Mark Video, then that would, the DVD sets. Then we would start selling DVDs, yes. That was, that okay. was, the, that was the plan because... AIW had split up, split off in 2007, and it formed two groups. Yes. So it was like a big war at the time for the same turf territory fan base. You guys ever run the same building? No, but no. like very, very closely. Okay. Uh, so it was like it was just a matter of necessity. I didn't, I don't necessarily didn't necessarily like doing death matches, but it was a matter of necessity to survive. To to make the company different. Because nobody was doing it, yeah. and I knew that I wouldn't have to pay myself if I did it. And usually, you got to pay some guys a little extra money if yeah. they want to do something like that. So I knew that I was saving and raising the profile. Any locally. scary moments? Uh, yeah, when you stand out, like when you hear prime of his fucking career, Necro Butcher. You hear fucking Freebird start playing. That was a scary moment. <laughs> when I'm just standing there and Freebird's playing, and like I'm looking out, and like all my friends are there, and people oh. are like. This is when he has like the Bruiser Brody like mystique, yep. and there's people yep. there, and like he just comes out, and it's just like That's, I was so into him. <laughs> I was so into him at that time because I was on the I was I was at the big show at the time. Of course, <laughs> yeah, at the show, <laughs> and I I uh, I would watch it on the road constantly. Deathmatch at high spots wrestling, high spot wrestling, right? That's all I love. And uh, I tell you that he was had a hell of a run. That was a that was a scary moment, man. Uh, I'll tell you the the two scariest moments is uh, when that happened. Uh, you know, you, you you get a little you get a little panicky, you know, and then it's like, but it's adrenaline because it's like, all right, you're about to fight for your life, because uh, it was a fight for your life when you wrestled the yeah. Necro Butcher, and I did a three way. It was me versus the Necro Butcher versus Drake Younger, and they were buddies, and I was just some local guy. They didn't really know you. No, we just brought him in, to, and I was just threw myself in the middle of it. Oh, Jesus. And uh, it was a fans bring the weapons match. People brought all kinds of crazy shit. And uh, that first, dude, that that first shot was like, boom. And I didn't go down, and I just, you know, I kept at it. So I guess, you know, I earned their respect or something. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was scary. And uh, when Drake Younger called a vertebraker onto a shopping cart, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Even though I didn't really want to do it, and I took it, that was that was a scary moment, uh, and I couldn't I couldn't walk for f- like five days after that. Jesus. Luckily, I got laid off from my job that earlier that week. <laughs> Luckily. But that was a scary moment, and then I was gonna wrestle Necro Butcher one on one, which I was terrified of, but I knew it would sell tickets. Yeah. But uh, he got booked for PWG, and canceled. But he re- he sent Madman Pondo in his place. Jesus. And this is before I knew Madman Pondo. And he was just, uh, you know, you just seen everything that he did, which looks insane. Yeah. And uh, he walks into the building with a cinder block and a sledgehammer over his shoulder. And uh, I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, he into the building. Yeah, that's not, how he not walked. Into the, not into the match, but just into the in building. In the building. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he's like, I'm going to put this cinder block... Uh, over your dick and I'm going to swing the sledgehammer tonight and I went alright brother uh, let's let's tell a story out there and uh, yeah so th- that's kind of but that's the kind of the it accelerated version of how we got on the smart, smart mark and then eventually we had another split up 
uh, where uh, we another partner left ways, and that guy was who was making the DVDs. So you know, uh, we finally our, our sales were okay enough, like on our own, that you know we got Smartmark to agree to start coming out and producing the DVDs and filming them, and uh, you know that's been going on for several years now. So okay, okay, that's. I often wonder because I've been around here for a couple of years now. I wonder how certain people have kind of gotten a part of the company. That's that's. What else you got? You said you had several questions for me. You uh, were, you've been talking about this all day. Heart of the matter. Heart of the matter. Heart of the matter. What did Emma make you? Emma? Yeah, a lot. Heart of the matter. A lot. Yeah, a lot. I would say. I, I would say. I, I would say. It, uh, we're Jaylet weekend. I, I I would say we're still riding high off the Emma. Off the Emma, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. How does it matter? Uh, I mean, because last night it was LeBron James City, so the draw was way down. But uh, I couldn't believe that. Like I get it. I mean, it's a big deal, and it's Cleveland, the Cavs is a huge deal. I couldn't believe how much it affected night one. I knew I, we actually did way better than I thought we would do. Really? Yeah. But uh, does I, Memorial? Because you guys always do it on Memorial weekend. Yeah. Do you think that affects it at all? I don't know. Have you ever thought about not like doing it another weekend? Josh Prohibition was uh, was suggesting that yesterday, but it's like sometimes you get people. You do get. We do have the majority of our ticket sales were from different states, of like the combo tickets for the weekend. So you get people traveling in, coming in. You know, uh, it's just kind of like Cleveland didn't come out, so it's like. You know, if you had that core last night and the Cleveland fan base came out, we would be fucking. We'd be going crazy right now. If they so, if they, you want to keep it Memorial Weekend all the time. If we're up, if, if well, this it, is, I mean, I don't said it. For, or, I mean, it okay. So I'll give you a little tidbit of history. This is actually AIW's anniversary weekend. AIW's first show was on Memorial Day Memorial Day weekend uh, in 2005. So this is really our anniversary weekend. I thought that Absolution was no. That's just the big show. But the, this is t- really the, the the anniversary weekend. Okay, what? Here's here's the one of them I was thinking while I was taking a diarrhea. What do you look more forward to, Jaylet weekend or Absolution? I like Jaylet weekend because you just get more time bonding with everyone and hanging it's out. It's a weekend hangout. It's, it's a, a weekend. Party, yeah, it's a it's a weekend party instead of it's, a one night. It's really like the wrestling is like a backdrop for like all the people down yeah. here to hang out and you know just you know you get like hanging out with Gangrel and weird shit going on. You know that was that was so when I got released. And then Hawkins said he has a weekend show, a weekend date for me, two of them. And then I saw, like, all the guys on that year, I was, like, blown away. Like, this is going to be the weirdest thing ever. It's, it's weird. And it's so much. But it's it's become, like you said, it's has it always been randoms? I think, it, yeah, like, we've always, like, we've tried, like, all, like, indie workhorse guys and, like... I just think you just get a di- more diverse crowd when you do some something weird like a Gangrel or a Marty Jannetty. You know, and you and, and it's I, different. All these all these other tournaments are the fucking same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all like you said. It's all the indie darlings. Why why do they want to come see mine when they can see Bola or any of these other fucking tournaments? Yeah, and we've had this the talks many times where it's I think that this that AIW is such a niche market at times for the randoms. Yeah, absolutely. And that the fans that's they. They they react to Dan Severn every time he's here. It's insane. Every time they, they Dan Severn ain't Dan Severn ain't uh, he's no spring chicken these days. No, but it's like he's one of the top reactions every show. Right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex Worldwide Keller, and I'm here to tell you all about at Thrift Store Jobber. He's got an Instagram, Etsy, eBay, and etc. And he has also made a pin, an original pin, for a man that made many pins in his time. He crippled a man or two. He shall not be named unless I do. It's a Chris Benoit enamel pin. You can buy that at, at Thrift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. And now, at his big cartel store. Let's do it. Holly Anna DIY. This one is, uh, you know, it, it can be for fans and it can also be for uh, promoters and pro wrestlers alike. Uh, the enamel pins, the lapel pins, whatever you want to call them. That is the new hot merch item uh, these days. Every wrestler has them. Every wrestling promotion is getting them made. And Pollyanna DIY is the cheapest place in which you can get those made. I've done a lot of research and I've compared a lot of pricing. And Pollyanna DIY was by far the most affordable uh, for wrestlers and wrestling promoters. And, and not only that, uh, they also have merchandise for sale for fans. A great Extreme Roots 91T with uh, Eddie Gilbert and Cactus Jack battling in a barbed wire match uh, in 1991. Uh, just great, great stuff. Please support these guys over at PollyannaDIY.com. Because it's it's just that crowd that random. Can, can I tell you something of something funny that I just thought of? Uh, so last night, Marty Jannetty and Joey Janela are having this fucking insane match. Joe, uh, Marty Jannetty gets DVD'd onto the apron to the floor, and uh, Guido gives me a hug and he says, "John, I'm done." He goes, uh, "I can't take your bookings anymore because I can't keep up. I can't keep up with these shows. I can't ever do that." He says, "I'm just gonna work local shows. I'm not gonna accept any outside bookings anymore because." I'm never gonna be able to do that. And I said, You don't have you don't have to do no. that. And he said, No, I can't do it. He's like and he, he just like he got so psyched out, he said he watched Gringo Loco and Laredo Kid, Jody Flash and Andrew Everett him. and Marty Janetti and Joey Janelle and he went, I can't do it. I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it. And I've had that same kind of talk with you and with a couple of people like that's my biggest thing late like when I got released is I can't do this either. It's different though. It's you guys so are, you guys are different. It's so there is that Let's let's get to the heart of the matter. You did go back to the show recently. Yeah. What's was, uh, uh, what, what what how's that come together? I got a call the the week before Wrestle, the week of WrestleCon weekend or week. Um, I was literally about to go. I was packing my bags for WrestleCon. Who's calling you, Steph? Hunter? No, uh, Canyon, Canyon Seaman. Seaman. Actually, uh, Tenzai texted me. Oh, Matt Bloom. Tenzai huh? texted me. Head of the saying, PC. Yeah, he uh, he was on the road and maybe you got a coach gig coming up. Oh, maybe a week. Um, Hurricane wouldn't want you to go teach anybody. Well, uh, uh, he goes. Canyon Seaman's going to be calling you. Just answer. Okay. I had no idea what this was. Are you and Tenzai boys? Yeah, we've, we've always been, we've always had a good relationship. We've always been buddies. Uh, I, met, I met him one time. I went backstage. The one I, time we were just snuck backstage, right? I was hammered, and I just yeah. shot my shot, and I was just like, I want I want a relationship with the WWE. Bump it, Tenzai. I just because I'm bump it. Did you call him Tenzai? <laughs> uh, I I think I, I hope I, you did. I think I did. I hope you did. I think I, I said Tenzai or uh, or Albert. 
I hope you called them Tenzai. I think that, I said, that would make I might have called them Sweet Tea. That would make me even more happy. Um, I but, just kept saying, bump it, bump it. <laughs> I could see you doing this, just blackout, red-faced, just walking back. Just backstage, bump it. All these people that used to work for AW just totally embarrassed of me. <laughs> uh, so Canyon calls me. He goes, hey, I don't know if you know, but we're doing this greatest Royal Rumble show. And I go, oh, I no, not at all. Of course you don't know. No, but... Uh, what are you, some mark? And he goes, we would love you to be part of it. Um, it's this this date. He gives me the date. He goes, do you have any shows that weekend? I said, well, yeah, I have a, uh, a couple, but I can figure it out. And one of them was actually Dreamer's show, and none of those was in a Kevin Thorne booking. And an Ethan Page booking. And an Ethan Page booking. So I immediately go, oh, these are like three of my buddies. This is going to be, and Dreamer, obviously, is one of my, like, he hired me everywhere. But, uh... So I call him. He goes, I already know. I put the word in for you. He's always got to take credit, huh? <laughs> but we worked it out, and uh, it was supposed to be me and Torito. And Torito had... Oh, issues. they were going to redo you and Torito? Yeah. But they... Do you think... So I, I heard all these weird things, like they made these weird requests. Do you think like some Saudi prince just really wanted you versus Torito? It was. That's what it was. That's insane. The prince... I, we were We were asked for... From the prince, uh, just like they wanted, they wanted Yoko Zuna and Yoko Warrior, Jr. and King, Torito and Swaggle and Midgets. Yep. And what happened with Torito? He couldn't do it. Uh, he had issues with his visa with Mexico, so he couldn't get one for Saudi. Oh, okay. So he couldn't do it. He go, they they, uh, they go. Well, what about like Short C. Samson? I said I, I I have another guy instead, if possible. And I requested. Oh, you pitched another another guy. Yeah, I said the the guy that did mini JBL. Um, I've worked him a few times now. Awesome, Robbie, Robbie the Giant. He goes by, and he's a great is he, guy. Is he like any any of those like touring yeah. shows? Yeah. Okay. He does the Canada the Canada the midget Canada tours a lot. Okay. Um. So, here we go. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do the match. The night before, I get to the, I land. I meet up with Hawkins at the hotel, and Hawkins goes, "It might not be happening." Oh, did your heart sink? Sunk. And I go, you're kidding. He goes, I heard it might not be happening. He goes, don't think about it. Don't say anything. Okay. Next morning. Were I, you like, what's going through your head, though, when you get that call? It's got to be satisfying to at least get the call. Uh, it was really like, I was excited because I was like, I'm going to wear my swaggle gear. Like, because I know, because I, I know that when you were even hanging out with the boys at the TV hotel, you 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 were a little weird about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. You don't like because you feel like. Do you feel like because you're like out of the team now or yeah, something? Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like I'm a hang around. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. But you know, you worked with these guys for ten years. Yeah, but I don't work with them anymore. Like, it's very weird. I didn't. It was to... way less awkward for you and way more awkward for me when I just oh, yeah. when I just happened to just get you that hotel there and I yelled at you. Thorn, and then Hawkins does, and this guy does, and this guy I was like, awesome. I loved it. I was trying to sneak by because I was so you embarrassed. We were in a, such a hurry, and then I immediately wasn't going to let that happen. Because, I mean, what are, what are the fucking chances of getting that hotel on Priceline? And I had to prove yes. to Hawkins, I was like, look, yeah. it's fucking $60. I had yep. to show him my receipt. Yeah. And I was like, and then Grado, same thing. But uh, I know. don't, I just don't, I, I asked to meet the guys if we could meet like somewhere else at right. a bar or something. They go, no, we're all hanging here. Everyone wants to hang there. I, 
I get it, but it just I just feel awkward because I'm not part of the team anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're my buddies, but then when there's random office people or this guy or that guy, it's like I feel like I'm a hang around and not just. Eh, but my you know, buddies. you never know. You know, Carano might walk by and go, "Oh, is he under contract?" You know, you always hear that story like Jimmy Yang getting signed like him. That and stuff. Uh, uh, who else? I mean, uh, Jesus, I can't think of who else. But yes, it's that kind of thing where it's you're just there in the sight, eyesight. Yeah, and it, uh, who knows? But I don't ever think that way. I don't ever think I'm going go to go back ever. Never think that way. So they tell me, and I'm like, "All right, this will be great. I get to wear my indie swaggle gear, get my pro wrestling tee out there, <laughs> and all this." And then uh, my company had our huge event, our arena show. The next day, the next morning after that. I get a text from the office saying, we need you in Hornswoggle gear. And I immediately go, I text him back. I said, I don't know if it's going to fit. And you asked me this. And, and I said to you. And I yelled at you. And yes. I said, you're like, it doesn't fit. I don't want to cut my hair. And I said, Hawkins and TJ. I've never had Hawkins angry at me. Yeah. And he was mad. I was mad. a little mad, too, because you were dead set. And I said, you're like, it doesn't fit. It's not going to fit. And I said, you better go fucking get a haircut and go find a tailor right now and get and get it to fit because it's now or never. You got to shoot your shot and go for it. That's exactly what Hawkins and Tyson said too. They said it needs to happen. Because you were dead set and you're like, fuck it, I don't even want to go. I, I said, I'm not going to, I don't, because I was so uncomfortable with myself. Yeah. Because I tried this, the gear on, it didn't fit. And I just was immediately. Do you think, do you think like subconsciously, like you were just like trying to fail before you failed? Like you were trying to just count yourself out in advance. Oh yeah, because, and that's and the reason is, is because it didn't fit and I was uncomfortable. So I was like, no. I remember I, I was like I was like it was like a Monday and you're supposed to fly at Wednesday and I was like you better go get some hair dye, a haircut, and go Hawkins, get go get somebody to fucking fix that jacket. You texted me uh, every hour. Did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? And I just once the gear didn't fit, I was cashed out, fully cashed out. Because I said I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't like it's it's. I was embarrassed for myself. Well, so I got the haircut, and Hawkins goes bleach it. You gotta look. You gotta look the part. And it, in all reality, you guys couldn't have been more correct. Where if it would have been just swaggle, Dylan coming out in the long brown hair and all that, it wouldn't have been the same at all. I agree. And it was. It was perfect. I went to the tailor. I got the vest opened up a little more. It worked out great. And it was, uh, it was a very, very positive experience. Um, all around, it was very positive. I, uh, I, did, I did the match. I get to the back. Oh, oh how, how did they tell you so, the match oh, yeah. isn't happening? So I get to the stadium, and the f- one of the first people I see is Fit. And Finley comes up to me and goes, bad news, match is cut. For time. And I go, for time? It's a six-hour show. <laughs> he goes, I know. He goes, as of now, it's not happening. I'm going to try to get you in the Rumble. Did somebody have to give up their spot for you in the Rumble? I don't think so. Because it was 50 guys, and there wasn't anyone else there, like extra, which is very weird. Maybe one of the match guys or something was going to double Maybe it would have been that. I don't know. But they got me in. Uh, then, like, two hours. So now I'm totally depressed so upset I got so excited and I did all this stuff 
dyed the hair, bleached the hair, cut Did you it. You think it was like you know one of the, like the games you always hear about you know people playing like oh we're gonna make you know what I mean and then. I never em. thought that. I just thought this is WWE's changing their plans like always. Mm-hmm. That's why. Oh, well, you're used. You're more used to it, say than. Yep. If it was some guy getting his first gig or something. Yep. Yep. And so, two hours later, Fit comes up to me. You're in. We're having a meeting in about a half hour. Awesome. Was Pat Patterson there booking the Royal Rumble? He was not. Oh. Uh, Michael Hayes and Jamie Noble ran the meeting. And it was awesome for me because I got to work with Dolph and Kofi, two of my best friends. Right. And, yeah, it was everything was positive. Um, I wasn't happy. Did you have to clear the fucking spots with them or, or like, with the they office? They had the ideas of what to do. And with my weight... I can't do the splash. Yeah, you, you're technically you technically won. I, yeah, I'm one of the winners. But it's uh. So Bra- right Braun gonna send you half that trophy? Huh? Braun gonna send you half the trophy? It's broken now, so I should get part <laughs> of it. I should get part of it. But uh, so going like the last couple weeks on the independent like uh, wrestling with my my gut and my shitty knees, I haven't been able to get to the top rope for the splash. And they wanted the splash. First thing they said is splash tonight. Now I'm freaking out even more. Because now again, I'm going to fail. My first night back, I'm failing. So here we go. And then we uh, inside baseball. I then call an audible. And Do a little Iggy for I the insiders little, little out Iggy. there. And we, uh, we end up doing what we did on the show, and it came off great. Everything worked out. Um, I wasn't happy with it. Uh, got a big pop though. Good reaction, very good reaction. I, I, everyone has said, and it felt good. It felt. I mean, this may be a stupid question, but has WWE programming like been airing there for a while? I don't know. I don't know. I know, like I thought it was the first show there. Everyone went into it thinking it was going to be like an overseas live event, and it was WrestleMania B. Yeah, like, it was huge. All the boys weren't. I don't think they were expecting this big of a let's show. Talk about speaking of WrestleMania, like what's the what's the payoff ski looking like? You get the check yet? I haven't got the check yet. Uh-oh. Nope, nope. That'll come a few months from now. I'm you sure. You think it's gonna be one of those big ones like they talk about? Like, oh, like Meltzer's always like, ah, he did a couple WrestleManias. He's good. Oh uh, no, I don't you think, think it's so. gonna be like ah, he d- he did the greatest Royal Rumble. He's good for a couple years. I don't think so. I, I think, think it's for, be that I big. think for the the roster guys it will be, but yeah, not for the one off guys. Not for the one off guys. All but right. it's uh, it got my name back out there, my face back out there. Um, I was part of every like video package they did for it, which was awesome, and it's. It was good. It was really, really good, and it was. There's nothing negative that can come out of it. Any so, uh. No any, callbacks. Any callbacks? After. No, no callbacks. No after. callbacks. I'm uh, but I'm okay with that. Like it's it's one of those things. I, like, I read a rumor on the I read a rumor on the internet that you that that you shot some network stuff. I did. I shot, shot a, lot I shot of, a few network things. Are you allowed to talk about that? No. But not yet. Not yet. Not right. yet. All right. All but right. uh, it was fun. It's it's. The more I've realized, just the outreach, and I, you know, obviously everyone knows it. The outreach the WWE machine. has the machine, but y- you don't realize it until you do that, and then you see it's it's the like response. You know, I've, I've seen like Scott Hall say this before. It's like you're back in the family now. You know, kinda. You're you're welcome back to the family a little bit now. I think that was what surprised me. Was after the match, I go and thank everyone, and they're all Vince himself said, "It's great to see you." Oh, Great you, job! Let's hear it. Did you talk to Junior? I talked. I talked to. I, talk, <laughs> I was really upset about my performance, but Hawkins stopped me again because 
He always keeps me in line. He goes, thank everyone. So I was going to, he goes, right now, go up there and thank them. So, so I did. So how'd it go? What's, how, who do you think? Uh, in order. Michael Hayes first. He says, great job. Good job out there. Uh, there was uh, Hunter. Your old DX stable mate. D, yeah, yeah, my my former my former former partner, um, he he thanked me for being part of the whole thing, which was that w- kind of meant a lot because it was like, did you, how was your relationship? Was it always a little? Was it okay? Rocky. In the beginning, it was really good, and working with him was great, but it was never like close by any yeah. means. And then uh, after him, I went to Junior, and he great you, to see you. Did he give you one of those big hugs? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Ah, good to see you. Great job out there. Very good to see you. That's got to be you. good. That means more than anything. It's like, right. a, you know, that's the... <laughs> whether it's, whether it's the, the uh, real reaction or the usual, the usual thank you, it doesn't matter to me. Maybe I don't know. I've been watching some of these WWE 24s, and he tells me, I wasn't happy with it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm sure you've seen that more Oh, than yeah. It's, it's, so it was good. Like, I'm not expecting anything to come of it. Stephanie McMahon, any interaction? No, she wasn't there. No, okay. That was that was the weirdest part. None of the women employees were even there. Wow. Makeup artists, nothing. Oh, the glam, the them. glam squad? Huh? No glam squad. No glam squad. No glam squad at all. Wow. Okay. But uh, none of the seamstresses wow. were there. Just good thing you got. Good thing you got that jacket. Good thing I got my tailored. Yeah. Exactly. I got my new pants and I got it tailored. Um. But yeah, so it's it's. Everything's going good with that. Never That's, know. So what's next? What's what's next? Jaylit night two. That's and it. And more shows, and I have one of our shows. My my show's coming up again, and you and PB running hot. We're riding high. Riding high. Fun. All right. All it's, right. Uh, it was one of those things where I didn't know what was going to come with it and how people would react, and they seemed to enjoy it, and it makes me laugh and happy that. Like, like we always said, Biggins wanted something between us. Right. And now it's happening. So, Well, I mean, I guess, you know, we can wrap it up as we're getting down to the wire on uh, the Biggins uh, Tag Team Memorial Show. It's getting starting. loud. It's getting loud. The guys are getting ready. Not calling any spots back here. Never. No. They, they're just, and they're not talking to each, to their opponents. They're either. all in different locker rooms. Yep. Yep. Just, uh, just. Walls between each of them. So I guess uh, we'll wrap this episode up. Any final, any final comments or words or questions? I, I'm, I'm hoping that the a worldwide uh, thrift store jobber thing doesn't interrupt it too much. Okay. Maybe yeah. But I, I look forward to those. Yeah. They're just, especially the background music. They make me really happy. Just everything about when he picked me up this week, and I immediately text you. It's oh. already an experience. Yeah. <laughs> worldwide picked me up. Picked yeah. me. Gringo Loco and Tom Lawler from the airport in this two-door car. Cause we were, and then we were all, once we heard that he was picking us up, we were all guessing what kind of car he was going to have. He was going to have three wheels or what was going to go on. It didn't exceeded our expectations. About 87. His car broke after that. Did you hear that? I heard about that. Steve Guy told me. It will no longer start. Yeah, it won't start. You guys were the last ride. Yeah, we, got the la- we got the last ride, brother. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the f- about 87 packs of cigarettes. <laughs> Just all over. Of course. He wiped off my the back seat for about a minute, and then I had to do it for another minute because there was still so much stuff on there. But it's it's always an experience with Worldwide. He's a character. He makes me happy. He's a, he, I, I think Worldwide missed his era. Huh? I think Worldwide missed his era in the business. Oh, if he would have been around in like the 80s. Like 87? Oh, my God. He would he would be a millionaire right now. God. Millionaire. Yeah. I don't know. I, it probably would be gone now. He'd probably be like Boogie Woogie Man living in the woods somewhere. Just a weirdo like he is yeah. now. But... 
All right. Well, I, I guess we better get this show on the road, literally, as uh, it's getting close to bell time. Here we go. All right. Thank well, you, Thorne. We will uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks.